Greetings, everybody. Ryan here. Slade as well. And uh, we would just want to jump in today and uh, address something that we see happening a lot with the men we work with, and that is this experience of of being of being flooded by by the expression of their partner. Right? They have they have a, a, this this somewhat frequent experience of not not feeling like they can handle or meet the multiple. Uh, as they may call them, you know, like uh, complaints or uh, uh, criticisms. Or ways their partners felt impacted by their behavior. Right. And it yeah. just feels like it's happening really intensely or they get blindsided and and then they either sh- shut down and kind of collapse around it or just kind of pull away, disassociate, or they... Or they um, have defense, you know, defenses. Um, there's, there, there's for everything that their partner feels impacted by or has a complaint about, their mind comes up with, well, but that's not completely accurate and, and you do it too. And, and just the natural defenses that come out when you're hearing a lot of feedback about yourself. Right. So just to underscore that, like both of those reactions are just very common, very natural happens for me, happens for you, Slade. Happens for me. Right. And over the years, you know, we've personally tried to develop another response that's more effective and that actually leads towards connection, towards functionality, towards moving through such a, such an interaction versus um, getting stuck in it and getting into an escalated kind of argument. And we want to, we want to share that, uh, that response with you today. And as we've come to frame it, we want to keep, keep it pretty simple. The, the response is first to simply recognize, notice what's happening inside. You're noticing how you're, you're shutting down. What's happening in your body? What does that look like? Do you, do you, does your mind start to really go elsewhere? Like, when can I, how can I exit this, this conversation? Or does it go into like Slade was des- describing, um, uh, preparing your kind of rebuttal and, um, you know, wanting to deconstruct uh, her or his argument? Yeah, a lot of times, what, the other way I look at it is I notice the, a lack of something. Like a lot of times when my wife is just letting me, wanting me to hear a lot of my impacts on her. I noticed that instead of feeling curious and compassionate, like, oh, what's going on? Something's clearly going on with her. Um, I, yeah, it's like it's coming with a lot of heat, but there's something that's really hurting. Instead of feeling that, I feel the opposite of compassion. I feel resentful. I feel like this isn't fair and I, or I start going away. And uh, very clearly, I'm not feeling... Um, like interested in connection at that point. Right. Me, I'm interested right. in like getting out of it. Totally. It, me too. Right. Or I go, I go into the story that really, you know, all, you know, I do so much for you and for the family and, and you're, and you're focusing in on this and I go into this sort of victimized or attacked kind of experience, uh, which obviously is not gonna, got, not gonna play out well. So, um, I, I want to give a short story, uh, my own experience um, of of how 
I made a shift kind of pivoted, um, you know, out of that, out of that experience. And, and just so you can get kind of a, a, a feeling for what it, what it, what it looks like. Um, so I'm thinking of, this is a little bit of a kind of a composite of, of many different interactions, you know, that, that led up to this one. Um, cause it's a, it's a long process actually. It's not just overnight that we kind of come to this realization. And then from there on out, we meet every, um, every distress call with utter compassion. It's, it doesn't work out that way, but there, there are turning points and here's one for me. So, um, for sadly to say like many years, I would say, um, my wife would, um, really talk about like her, her challenges, uh, with my daughter, with, uh, with a sense that she's just, you know, it's kind of a, it's actually a kind of common mother experience that I'm messing her up. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not there for her the way she needs me to be. Um, she's going to, I don't know, be kind of forever scarred by my, for, for whatever, for how I raised my voice the other night and all these different sure. interactions that yeah. she was really in pain around. And I, I was getting kind of tired of that story. And so I would, or wanting it to just change. And so I would say, I would immediately counter it with, oh, you you know, you're fine. You know, you're, you're, you're a great mother. Um, But it wasn't like from a place of connection. It was a place from my own, you know, protection that I just Mm -hmm. wanted her to stop. I didn't want to have to, I didn't want to have to deal. Well, with her, in a way, you didn't want to have to hear her inner critic around mothering. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's, it was painful for me to see that, uh, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and at at a certain point I began to, and, and she'll probably say, but well, you, you, you still kind of fall into the old pattern sometimes. And I, I would agree, Yeah. but it is my intention. And there are more and more moments where I can, I can listen to that and, and say, yeah, it must be, yeah, it must be tough. You know, um, you, you, you really, you really want to be better in that respect. Can I, I want to ask a question Yeah. because that's such a, it's such a, um, it's such a common theme and it's hard. It's painful because these things can last for a long time. These cycles that we get in, mm-hmm. what did you notice helped you make that pivot? Like, like kind of slow it down and see that, see what you were doing. I think uh, I think it was noticing that she was more like just actually really noticing she was just more uh, more distressed and more sh- um, f- protective herself when I would go into that mm-hmm. and just the the difficult seeing the difficult truth that what I'm saying is not just plain, not helpful. Isn't that interesting that these places in us, you could call parts are trying to like stop uh, an uncomfortable experience. That's, 
and they actually, they, they don't succeed at that. Right. <laughs> they actually, they actually make it worse. They create the very thing that they're trying to protect you from. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So you, yeah. so you, so watching again and again, every time I do this, it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. It actually makes her more upset. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and then, then it becomes like this, what I see is just the, the, it's a, it's a difficult thing to describe. And, um, and yet I'll, I'll, I'll try because I think it's so essential. It is actually ho- like holding my, my own, really, it's a certain kind of fear, um, a certain, uh, discomfort around just being with the distress mm. of my partner uh, and not, not fixing it, not going into a man, like kind of trying to manage it and steer it to prematurely into a different direction and actually move into some form of empathy for what, what, she, what she's experiencing. Um, and that, that takes a, a real, like a real slowing down. And sometimes that, that, that requires, and this is, this is kind of part of what we want to communicate today. That requires also me saying, uh, could you just slow down a bit? Because, um, it's getting too much for me to kind of stay with right now. Um, and it took me a while to actually have that as something that I felt like it got kind of entitled to, or, I, or, or that I, uh, it took me a while to know that how to ask that in a way. Oh, that's, there's a vulnerability to that. Mm-hmm. If you'd make a decision like, oh, I'm going to stay with her. I'm going to let her have her experience. Then, then you have to go, you have to vulnerably say, well, what do I need to be able to do that? I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to overpower. I'm not going to power over this. I'm going to stay with it. But now what do I have to ask for? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that, that's not a, that's a, a almost, un, it feels almost unnatural or just so new or counter, counter conditioning. Well, I think a lot of guys, this is not just in the world, but even, but in relationship, I've got to do this alone. I've got to figure out how to be the res- the response to her. And I've got to somehow muster up the strength alone, solo over here. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that, that kind of leads into the, to the, we want to see it as kind of the finishing piece here around like these kind of interactions, which is to, is to steer the conversation into like, a sh- like a shared, a, a shared problem. Mm. Like this isn't, you know, your, your problem that uh, I want to just not hear about or that I want to take any kind of like responsibility for. This is, this is like, this is our problem. Um, yeah. So it's probably a good moment to just kind of recap. Like, I mean, these is always a bit difficult to kind of generalize, but I, I think that this, there's enough commonality here in all men to, um, to, to actually say that this is the, the rough kind of like, um, sequence of, of, 
how to respond to your partner when you're experiencing um, a lot of a lot of content coming your way mm-hmm. and you, and you're and you're wanting it to stop you want it to you you're wanting wanting to go want to get out of there wanting to get out of there or wanting to just you know get back to the good, get back into, to the good times yeah <laughs> so you want to recap? recap it yeah yeah so so if i if, if if I'm getting this and um, there's first, it starts, you know, whenever you're in a dynamic, it starts noticing what's going on in me. She is, has, she's expressing a lot of impact, feelings, criticism, reflection, feedback, whatever it is, is coming. I'm starting to feel overwhelmed by it. So you have to, you know, part of the work is to notice when you're being, when you're feeling pushed, when you're feeling overwhelmed. And so being honest, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, how do I know I'm overwhelmed? Because I'm starting to check out, dissociate, starting to collapse. I'm, I'm feeling like, oh, I, I, I messed up again. Some version of that, some version of collapsing or, or, or disappearing. Or you're sitting there, not probably saying it out loud, but defending and, and, and arguing inside with everything you're hearing. Maybe, maybe sometimes it comes out of you. A lot of times you're just sitting there listening. So you're, you're, so you're dissociating, collapsing, or you're defending. And that's the, that's the first sign. Oh, I'm not in an open frame. I'm not in an open heart. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with my partner here. I'm with my experience. So there's, there's step one. And then step two is to, Find a way to stop that cycle instead of letting it go to say, I'm going to do something different this time. I'm going to say, Hey, honey, I want to be with, I want to stay with you. I want to hear this. Uh, I want to connect. It feels really important, but, but I need to slow it down a little bit and maybe have, have us focus on one thing, one way I'm impacting you, one thing that needs to be repaired so that I can really meet you. And, and to just watch yourself vulnerably say what you need so that you can actually connect, connect with her. And, and that's, that's creating the ground for both of you because you're part of the equation too. Mm-hmm. So again, number one, notice what's going on in you and then ask for what you need so you can actually meet her in the conversation. Yeah. And it, right. I mean, I think you all get that this is this, that sounds somewhat simple kind of an easier said than done though right i mean it's there's so much happening in those moments it's it's the crux of much of our life right i mean or much of our relational life to be able to do that yeah so, and if and if you were to take a step today and and let's say you weren't able to completely be so self-aware and courageous in your conversation to be able to reframe a whole communication that way what if you just started noticing um being curious about what happens inside of you when your partner's got a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. That's maybe that's the first step. Oh, I'm, I'm going into my collapse or I'm going into my defense. Um, and just watch how quickly mm-hmm. that happens. Right. Right. I'm going, what, what do you do? What do you notice yourself doing? Do you notice yourself like acting like you've got some urgent text you need to respond to? Right. <laughs> when, when she's in the middle of sharing something, right. Yeah. 
Um, it's not, you know, it's not pretty, but it, it, it is just, uh, you know, uh, understandable, right? Most of us were not really, most of us did not watch parents that interacted in deeply empathetic and sort of deeply collaborative and, uh, ways we just didn't. So, um, we don't really, but we don't by nature or by conditioning know how to respond in this way. So, um, we have to be compassionate with ourselves as, as we, as we notice these, these patterns of, of avoidance or of defense. Yeah. So go, go take your curiosity, take your awareness out there and just start to pay attention to this. You can, and you can come back and listen to the podcast again mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and start applying this because. Um, I think there's a lot of room just in these simple steps for starting to rebuild a new, a new way of talking about this hard stuff with your partner. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to any of your questions and, you know, feel free to reach out, you know, the, the, the means of, of reaching us will are um, on the show description of the podcast. And uh, we look forward to continuing this conversation. Thanks for listening. <laughs>